It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode of Locked On Raptors is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique, limited-edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 878 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, February the 4th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean. And you can find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And also, please go and subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite podcast provider. It's always appreciated. Get that little bump. Get those nice ego-stroking reviews. And uh, thank you in advance for taking the time. Uh, All right, on today's show, I am just going to go solo off the top just to run through some news and notes before getting to a chunk of an interview that I did with Chris Manning and Evan Damerill of Locked On Cavs as we took a look at Andre Drummond and tried to find a fit between the Raptors and Drummond. Uh, Look, I've kind of maybe come off the Drummond thing a little bit in recent weeks just because I think... The fit might be a little bit difficult. I get into that with Chris and Evan just next to Pascal Siakam having a paint-bound center. Maybe not the best idea, but at the same time, he would fix a lot of what's wrong with the Raptors at the moment as well and address some problems that are sorely in need of addressing. And so we put together a bit of a trade. And the reason Drummond's an interesting trade piece is that he doesn't really command a high price. The Cavs didn't spend much to get him. And it seems like with their plans very clearly lying in the Jarrett Allen Avenue that they might just be eager to move off of Drummond for a meager return. And so we got into that with Chris and Evan. That'll be in segments two and three as we run through that. But first, I wanted to get into some news and notes. Uh, First of all, Malachi Flynn of your uh, Toronto Raptors, of course, is uh, headed to the G League bubble in Orlando. He was sent down yesterday, assigned. And I think, you know, this was maybe met with a bit of a mixed reaction, at least what I saw. I think there was maybe some consternation from those who after seeing particularly what he did in those preseason games where he was maybe the best Raptor in the preseason, I think people are still kind of eager to see him get some run in the regular rotation in the NBA. And I was too, you know, I've, I've advocated for him to be ahead of Terrence Davis and Matt Thomas in the rotation at the very least. Um, And I think there is a lot of argument to putting a guy who very clearly understands the game and very clearly can run a possession and, and do all those things and getting him some some reps and having him take some lumps at the NBA level. I think there'd be value in that. But 
I also think there's a lot of value in the G League. And, you know, I think because the Raptors haven't had a marquee rookie in a couple years, they haven't really had anyone go down to the G League to really cut their teeth on their way to becoming rotation guys in a couple years. You know, Terrence Davis immediately played for the Raptors last season. Chris Boucher wasn't like a Raptors pick or anything, and he obviously took some time in the NBA to become a steady rotation player and all that. You know, it's been kind of since the Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam wave of players back in 2016-2017 that the Raptors have really used their G League team to kind of, you know, facilitate development and growth for guys who weren't going to get time at the NBA level. And I'm really excited to see what Flynn can do down there. You know, he's going to be down there with Jalen Harris. I would imagine he's going to play like 30 plus minutes and run the show for the most part when he plays, because obviously we know Raptors 905 and the Raptors have quite a lot of synergy and simpatico going there. And I can't imagine Patrick McTumbo, the coach of the 905, is going to relegate Malachi Flynn, an essential long-term piece for the Raptors, to bench duty or reserve duty or, you know, off ball, you know, not handling the ball duty. I think he's going to be the focal point of this Raptors 905 team, and that's super useful. If he can go down there and play for whatever the month or so that the bubble's going on and play 30-plus minutes, get some reps, you might be able to kind of add him into your rotation for the back part of the season, and he won't look as overwhelmed by NBA size and speed the way he kind of has so far. The shot has not been falling for him. Maybe not surprising considering, you know, the lack of time he's playing and the lack of reps. You know, you need reps to get into rhythm and feel your, feel your stroke and stuff like that. And it's also worth noting that, you know, Malachi Flynn was drafted just months ago. He didn't play for a very long time with the layoff from the college basketball season and getting him back into game shape and getting him up to speed and having him play heavy minutes, I think will do wonders. And, you know, I'm not saying it's like a trade deadline acquisition you can look forward to or anything like that. I think you don't want to put too much expectation on a guy in his rookie season who was a 29th overall pick, but... If you get him a month of really good seasoning with the Raptors 905, I think you potentially are looking at a guy you can play third or fourth guard minutes to and have him be a, a regular part of the rotation and be there and sort of a reliable guy who you're not fretting the potential loss of a Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Vliet to injury or COVID or something like that. And you could think, okay, Malachi Flynn can go in and actually provide real stable, steady backup minutes. I'm excited to see what the seasoning in the 905 will do for Malachi Flynn. So I think it's a good move overall, as much as I would have liked to have seen him play more during his first stint on the big club. A couple other news and notes. Uh, the NBA is doing an all-star game. It's dumb. Uh, I, I'm tired of thinking about it. I'm tired of being sad about the NBA, just clearly not caring. I'm disappointed in the NBA Players Union for going along with it and actually agreeing to something. It was reported this morning by Shams that they're probably going to have all the details ironed out by Thursday afternoon. It's really disappointing, and frankly, I think people should be going out of their way to not vote the Toronto Raptors into the All-Star game. This is supposed to be the one break in the schedule where things can recalibrate. The Raptors were potentially thinking about moving back to Toronto at that time. Clearly, that's not going to happen at this point with the way COVID's out of control uh, on both sides of the border. I don't see the restrictions lifting at any time soon here, but... That was still supposed to be a reprieve during a schedule that is quick, it's compressed, it's going to have even more compression on the back end because of all the games that have been canceled, assuming they even play those games, or maybe they just resort to winning percentage as the deciding factor for playoff seeding and things like that. 
it's a bad, bad idea to bring all of these players, not not just players, but your marquee players who drive the league all to one central location in Atlanta, a place where they are having sideline fans. We saw it this week, screaming at players, not wearing masks. That's going to be a thing at this All-Star game, you would assume. I, w- I don't think it's a secret or a surprise that they're doing it in a city that's allowing fans right now. Obviously, they're doing it under the guise of, oh, well, our broadcast crew won't have to travel at all. That's great. Uh, the players and the social teams and everyone involved with the All-Star game is still going to have to travel, and you're not going to get the good stuff that you're supposed to get out of All-Star, which is partying, which is fan experiences and fan exposure. None of that's going on. It's going to be a sham fake All-Star game, and I think Raptors fans should go out of their way not to vote Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, or Kyle Lowry in, because uh, that seems like kind of a nightmare having to go. Shout out to De'Aaron Fox for saying something about it, I believe, last night, talking about how it's a really stupid, misguided idea in a season where you could argue the entire operation has been misguided and stupid and a bad idea, but... This is also the league that has hug police on the court to prevent players from interacting, yet they're still going to invite all these players to a central location from all different parts of the country, variously afflicted by the virus. It's just such a gross move that, look, there's been no illusions. The NBA is not the good league. They are just a league that exists that was really good at PR for a while there. They seem to have given up that pursuit and are very eager to just look like ghouls in the name of TV and ad and sponsorship money. So uh, that's a bummer, and I will not be watching the All-Star game, and I hopefully at some point here cooler heads will prevail, and they'll realize, oh, wow, we've canceled 25, 30 games so far this year. Maybe this is a stupid idea. I don't know. We'll see. But that's that. That's my piece on that. I don't really want to delve into that too much more uh i probably will avoid a lot of all-star related conversation honestly i know i talked about it with fred with vivek a couple days ago or yesterday um but you know it's just it's so gross that i don't even really want to entertain it to be totally honest with you uh last bit of news before we get to chris and evan as well uh lucas noguera is uh retiring from basketball and i just wanted to take a second to shout out lucas noguera baby for being one of the most joyous and fun and relatable and weird and exciting personalities the Raptors have ever had. Obviously, his on-court play fluctuated quite a bit, and there's a reason why he's out of the league and why his basketball career has come to an end. He just he couldn't put it all together for more than a couple games at a time, but those games where he did put it together, the flashes were incredible. They were super fun, and I uh, I, I really liked Bebe being, having him be around. He was like the first person, once I was credentialed to cover the team, he was the very first person I ever had like a one-on-one interaction with. It was Media Day 2015, ahead of the season where they went to the conference finals, and I remember coming across Bebe in an elevator, just him and I riding down, got to chatting about going to Vancouver for training camp. They were just leaving that day. He was very curious and excited about Vancouver and wanted to know what it was like. That was pretty fun and cool. Um, You know, he was just a really cheerful, lovely guy, a real sort of beacon of energy and light and charisma within the Raptors locker room. And I wish him all the very best. And I can't wait for the first concert I go to after the, uh, the end of the pandemic to be for his impending pop punk band that I'm sure will be touring the world very soon. Uh, Shout out to Bebe. A uh, a Raptors legend in his own right, even if the, the on-court product never quite coalesced into something more than a fun little bit rotation piece. Uh, so there we go. And never forget, in that game where Kyle Lowry and Steph Curry had a duel in the undefeated start to the season for the Warriors in 2015-16, uh, Bebe was the third best player on the floor in that game. 
pretty comfortably. Definitely the second best Raptor. Maybe you could say Clay Thompson or Draymond was better, but for the Raptors, it was him and Kyle Lowry, and everybody else shot it like garbage, and they still almost won because of the efforts of Bebe and, of course, Kyle Lowry. All right, that's going to do it for the news and notes stuff off the top. I'm going to get to the conversation with Chris Manning and Evan Damerill of Locked On Cavs in just one second as we try to construct a Andre Drummond Toronto Raptors trade. But first, I want to tell everybody about our friends over at rockauto.com who are just the best. They're saving your money on your car parts and avoiding you doing the Sean, which is what we'll call getting fleeced at the mechanic because you don't know what things are supposed to cost. Uh, they, they are really, really a godsend when it comes to that. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything you might need from actually important things like engine control modules to aesthetic things like carpets and mirrors and tail lamps. Whatever it might be for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And this includes in Canada, rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. It's a wonderfully designed website. It is just so intuitive, so quick. You can find everything you need just in a few easy clicks. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you as well. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need. rockauto.com We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, let's get to it. Myself, Chris Manning, Evan Damrell of Locked On Cavs, talking about Andre Drummond, potential Raptors target. Let's find out. All right, now we're joined by Sean Woodley, host of Locked On Raptors, also the channel director for the Locked On NHL podcast. If you're interested in some some hockey daily content, Sean, um, you you were very enthusiastic about this, and we're going to obviously talk about Andre Drummond. <laughs> but you were you were into this, and uh, I'm I gotta say, a little su- little surprised. <laughs> Look, man, when you watch Aaron Baines use his meat fists to punch balls around and not catch them ever, when you watch Chris Boucher, who, bless his heart, is an erratic weirdo and will have great games followed by horrible games, and when you just had very good center play for 48 minutes a game that just all left in one shot, you're willing to stoop down to get any sort of center who can catch a ball or get a rebound or maybe play some defense. And so Andre Drummond, to me, it's not like a perfect fit by any means. It's not like Drummond's my top choice. In fact, I've spent a lot of time in my life as a Raptors fan uh, dumping on Drummond because he has been the victim of many uh, ownings on the on the part of the Raptors from James Johnson dunking on his head to uh, Jonas Valanciunas scoring 30 points every time he played him and Masai Ujiri on the Raptors documentary series saying you're better than Drummond to Valanciunas very, very loudly for all to hear. I'm not a Drummond guy, but in desperate situations, you become a Drummond guy, I guess. And that is where we are today. 
is it not just the appeal of Drummond just, you know, fixing the center issue for Toronto, but the fact that he is on a expiring contract? I mean, he could re-up with Toronto if he was traded there. I mean, more power to him. It's not really Chris and I's problem once Andre Drummond's out the door. But um, also, does it just the incentive of clearing some cap space? I mean, I would assume it, Norm Powell and Aaron Baines would be some of the key contracts in this deal just to try and offload some salary, maybe some bodies as well. Like, does that have appeal to you too for Toronto to kind of be a major player next summer? Yeah, I think they definitely want to keep their powder dry for 2021. Um, I think, you know, obviously the free agent class is not what it was, but if they want to get in on a Victor Oladipo or something like that, or they want to use their space to facilitate, uh, facilitate a trade a little bit more easily, I think that would be great too. Um, yeah, there's, there's lots of reasons why it is like sort of a good fit we'll get into why it's kind of difficult to make the money work and why it's just it ends up being a lot of dudes for one dude but i think yeah the the fact that there's no risk if you don't want to keep them around long term you don't have to i think that is a pretty big appeal because basically my whole view on this season for the raptors is you know yes they've had a bad start but i think their metrics suggest they're a much better team than the 8 and 12 team they are as the time at the time of recording um and i think for me, I would rather see them kind of go in and give Kyle Lowry one last real kick at the can. If this is going to be his last season in Toronto, I'd rather see them go out punching as opposed to trading him at the deadline and being all depressing and sad for the last couple months of the year. And so that's kind of why I'm looking around at potential deals that could help bolster the team going forward. But, it, it, you know, it's complicated by things, too, because... Like Norman Powell is playing super well lately and has been very important. And it makes me sad to think about trading Norman Powell. <laughs> and if you don't have him involved, the money is basically impossible to match. So that there's all these different sorts of complications to it. And it's not an easy call by any means. But yeah, I think all told, it's something that could benefit the Raptors to you know get a guy in who is like a legitimate center who paired with Kyle Lowry as a pick and roll threat and who, you know, would come in and just sort of fix all the rebounding issues the team has. Like that would be a pretty appealing piece to have. It's just the money that makes things tricky. He fixed some of the rebounding issues for sure. Um, I don't know too much about the pick and roll threat, but actually Chris might touch on this more, but something we talk about with Andre is if he put him in a situation where you can minimize his impact on offense or it's not detrimental, Maybe mm-hmm. Toronto is a situation like that, like where they bring him in saying, like, listen, we just traded two-time NBA Let's say Chris Boucher is included in this deal. So let's say we just traded two-time champion center Chris Boucher for you. We need you to be a lob <laughs> threat, a pick-and-roll threat, and gobble up boards. That's all we need you to do. We don't need you to pass. We don't need you to shoot threes. We don't need you to bring the ball up. We don't need you to do any of those things. Yeah, I mean, that would be fine. Uh, you know, there, there are some concerns, right? Like, I think we've seen this year with Aaron Baines, like having a center who kind of is paint bound is kind of a problem for Pascal Siakam, who mm-hmm. really does his best work when the lane is clear and he can, you know, draw double teams and use his sort of threat of a spin move and all that stuff. And that empty space in the in the paint really helps out. If you have a big man just kind of standing there that just invites another defender over to mess up with Pascal. Um, so that there's certainly concerns there. But yeah, if you... You just have Drummond as a guy who can set screens for Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Vliet and catch lobs from Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet. I think that would be a really nice sort of threat to have because Aaron Baines certainly ain't that right now. So my thing with Drummond, I think, and why I think Toronto is a really good fit is just kind of like what Evan said. I think if you put him in a situation where he's the third sort of the the guy or there's at least a structure in place to kind of hold him in, um, I, I think that's how you get the best basketball version of Drummond. Now, like, does he want that as a as a person? I don't know that. It's sort of impossible for us to know that because 
of he's never had really like a choice in, in where he's played or how the team around him is built. That That's just the reality of the situation. But what does he want is sort of like an, an interesting question to me in all of this. Um, We've got more Drummond talk coming up in just a sec with Chris and Evan as I dive into the trade offer that I have kind of concocted in my brain as well as potentially try to steal Larry Nance from the Cavs as well uh, to no avail. We'll get to that in just a sec. But first, let me tell you about our friends over at BetOnline.ag, the number one place to trust with your sports wagering. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus. There are a lot of things for you to bet on each and every week. You've got few for things like the Major League Baseball season, which is coming up. Throw some money on the Blue Jays, for example. You've got the night-to-night NBA, NHL schedules. You can bet spreads. You can bet totals, over-unders, whatever it might be. Money lines. And, of course, the Super Bowl is coming up this weekend, too. Don't forget to sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also brought to you by CBDMD, and look, it's very difficult these days to get a good night's sleep. You know, you're sitting around at home, you're not expending that much energy as you sit at home, and you've got a lot of thoughts going on through your brain. And even though getting a good night's sleep is much easier said than done, our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to sleep harder than NBA media is sleeping on DeAndre Hunter. I really, really love the Hawks fan who wrote this copy. Shout out to that person. CBDPM blends 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD with melatonin, valerian root, chamomile, and other sleep-promoting ingredients to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. And if you want to relax a little bit before bed, their new CBD bath salts fuse superior CBD with Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bath into a luxury experience and are available in lavender and eucalyptus scents, as well as a soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. Really wonderful for helping to calm all the anxieties that the pandemic and life have brought about and to make it even easier to get the year starting off right. They are offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. All right, back to the chat with myself and Chris Manning and Evan Damerel of Locked On Cavs. But just a heads up, on Friday's podcast, I'm going to be joined by Yasmin Duwale, uh, one of our very, very favorites over here. Uh, she's going to come on. We're going to power rank the Raptors roster by how good they've been this season, how important we think they are. It's, you know, power rankings have a very arbitrary set of criteria, so we're going to use that to our advantage, and that'll be Friday's episode. I'll have a Saturday episode this week as well to talk about the Nets game on Friday night, because I figured people might want to hear a recap of the Nets game, what with James Harden and Kevin Durant and all, so we'll get to that Saturday. All right, more drum and talk. Let's go. Sean, you're right. The money is tricky. Why don't you outline what uh, what your kind of op- offer, if you're if you're Maasai, and you're, what would your offer for Dre be? Yeah, so, you know, I've kicked this around with you, Chris, uh, in the DMs before, and, you know, I think you've... One of those <laughs> trades does not exist. It, it never happened. I'm just going to quote uh, from our, our our group chat here from uh, January 15th, 2021, 8.51 a.m. I was up at it, grinding the trade machine early like a freak. Um, I, I have a screen cap here of an offer I sent to you that is Andre Drummond and Dylan Windler going from the Cavs to the Raptors in exchange for Aaron Baines, Alex Len, who's no longer on the Raptors, Stanley Johnson, Norm Powell, and Patrick McCaw, as well as two second-round picks, 2023 and 2025. Obviously, that deal doesn't make a ton of sense anymore because Alex Len is not on the team, and the, 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 you can't include that salary. And that $2.2 million was actually kind of useful 
And with him no longer being around, my offer is actually sort of altered. But I should say that offer I threw to you, you said, and I quote, I think I'd do it. Windler isn't untouchable by any means. Evan, what say you to that? He's (laughs) not. No, Dylan is not untouchable by any means the word. Uh, Chris and I actually talked about this last night. We hope JB runs a little bit, a couple more pin down sets for him just so he can get some easier looks in three. But the franchise likes his potential. But in terms of untouchable players, quote unquote, um, I think Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, and Isaac Okoro, and Larry Nance Jr., the four that are really untouchable on this team. Um, maybe later if you gave him like an overwhelming offer, the Cavs would be remiss not to take him up on it. But yeah, I think every player is available in those four for the Cavs. And I know Dylan is cheap and cost controlled, but I think he'd be really fun in a Nick Nurse offense too, because I feel like he isn't being used properly right now in Cleveland at times. Um, Sean, can I, I want to, can, can, I know you're kind of down on him, unlike some other members of, of Raptors Twitter, but is can we, can we get Matt Thomas back in this instead of if we're sending out Windler here? Sure, man. Take him. He's bad. Uh, <laughs> gladly. I mean, now the Cavs just like need sh- they need someone who can just shoot threes. Yeah. Um. You know, Matt Thomas does that. He, he does shoot threes. He doesn't do anything else. And the thing that is the problem with Matt Thomas is that he kind of because he's so bad at defense, you kind of need the offense to be about his shooting when he's on the floor. And the offense becomes too much about Matt Thomas. And you never want your offense to be too much about Matt Thomas. So that's, you know, that that's the drawback. It, again, it becomes difficult because of the, uh, the lack of the that lens salary, which was really convenient. Uh, so the, if I swap in Matt Thomas for Alex Len in that offer I threw to you, it, it, it leaves the Raptors 200K over the tax. So you'd have to throw in another contract just to make it all work unless you're getting something. No, you can't get anything back from the, from the Cavs in addition. So we'd have to throw like in Paul Watson, for example. You do that, and then that that should work. That keeps the Raptors under the tax. The Cavs are well below the tax and all that. Um, so it ends up becoming a six for two, which is not ideal, I, I would say. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's just a lot of bodies. Weird. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of bodies. So I think my revised deal doesn't actually have Windler in it at all. And I think it comes out as Aaron Baines, Patrick McCaw, Stanley Johnson, and Norm Powell for Drummond. And I don't even know, like, does there have to be another pick in there? Or is that enough in terms of stuff coming back and, like, money coming off the books in, in the form of Baines, who's got an option, and Powell, who's got an opt-out, who's probably going to take the opt-out? Um, like, is that enough? Or am I selling short on what Andre Drummond is worth to the Cavs? You got to grease the wheels a little bit, I think. Um, even if it's just some seconds, I, th- I think you got to grease the wheel because there isn't a lot of future value in that. And I think if you're the Cavs, you're going to justify this. Because from a basketball standpoint, I think you could maybe just do it and it'd be fine. But yeah. I think if you're looking at this guy who you acquired for like nothing, but is also like a former all-star who some f- people that follow the team, however, passively, all fandom is, all fandom matters. Um, like, I, I think you're in a position where like you have to like actually feel like you got something that is a value in return for him and not just look like you're clearing the way for Jared Allen, who's kind of like a, a player that I think might be better. But right. um and I know Sean's a big Jared Allen fan, so it sucks. Yeah, I really, really wanted but, uh, him uh, badly, and I'm mad the Raptors couldn't get in on that action. So, uh. so <laughs> I, I think you would need. Yeah, I think you would need to grease the wheels a little bit. I don't like. I don't think the Drummond market is a first. I, I think mm-hmm. that's that ship sailed. I, I think that ship has sailed. But I think uh, some seconds. I, I I don't think is crazy. Um, so how about but I, I, throw you know, in I don't know one second, but it's a 2023 second from what is probably going to be the double draft. 
Baines, Johnson, Powell, McCaw, 2023 second from Drummond. Yeah, I'd take that. Yeah, I think you probably do that. In terms of We've basketball sense, you add depth to the Cavs. Um, you can bring back Patrick McCaw once again, just for old time's sake. And it's mm-hmm. not, like you said, it's not like Cleveland's really adding a bunch of salary to their books because Baines will probably opt out, Powell will probably opt out, Johnson and McCaw are on one-year deals. It's not like a terrible trade for Cleveland. And who knows, these could be flippable assets for Kobe Altman if Powell and Baines do end up sticking around. So we'll see what happens. Also, I'm not sure how much you guys are paying attention to the Raptors right now, but Stanley Johnson's good now. He's uh, he's a nice little role player. He's a little playmaker. He's great. He's like a dollar store Draymond Green. It's awesome. And so there's your value. <laughs> well, we already have um, Chris will be the Walmart Draymond Green with Larry Nance Jr. So it's nice to have like a little bit of a quality backup. That's, that's rude. That's that's rude of to call him Walmart. Okay, so like he's your locally he's your locally owned Draymond Green. <laughs> so, so question for you guys is there any room to trade larry nance because that guy mm, i could get the hell on board with that to the raptors you, you, I, i'm thinking it's at least a first in like a future like a bunch of seconds or if not two first i think the the pr hit and that's not how you should do trades but the pr hit for a good player on a cheap contract who is like actually running a campaign via his game-worn jerseys to benefit Cleveland, the city he generally just, like, actually loves. And the mm-hmm. fact that he's, Trading like, an advocate is... for social justice in the community as well, especially in, and, like, LGBT. And, like, trans rights yeah. in the state, yeah. There, there's a lot of just, like, bad shit that if you trade Larry Nance, you're, you're, you're causing some... Not not that you should base all trades in this. You should absolutely not, but... um disappoint his dad, if, too, if, his franchise royalty. <laughs> and it has had, like, an advisor role with the team, and, and it maybe still does, if not, he did before, but... um. Yeah, man. If you traded Nance, it's you got to get a lot because I think the the blowback on that is 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 rough. So you'd be basically paying a premium, like a Larry Nance tax, if you were trading for him to probably pay more than what he's actually worth as a basketball player. You're saying? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So how about this? What if uh, I, I've just concocted something really quickly here? What if the Raptors dealt Norm Powell, Malachi Flynn, and a top ten protected 2023 first for Larry Nance Jr.? Is that enough? I think probably no. not. No. All right. Well, I don't I think don't, the Raptors would want to go beyond and, that. The, so. Yeah, I don't know if like Flynn, another point guard, is like really the the piece you can offer the Cavs. Yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. All right. Well, check. Yeah. All right. Well, we've traded Andre Drummond to Toronto unless uh, <laughs> uh, unless the the Mavericks beat it in our next seven. Find Locked on Raptors wherever you're listening to Locked on Cavs. Find Sean on Twitter at Willie Sean. Sean, thanks, buddy. Yeah, no problem, guys. Take it easy. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.